with your powers combined, we are fan holes. Go, go, go fan holes. Can't believe there's a chat room big enough to hold all of our present bodies. Wow. <laughs> of all the things I missed about the show, I miss Tony being wrong always. We've already got a me. We don't need another me. <laughs> oh boy, of the sheer episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ah yes, Derek. Lover of lobster women, defender of Starfire's fidelity. I just want to know who is the consultant? Who could he be? <laughs> no! I have no heart! <laughs> Nobody can relate to a, a talking cat that eats lasagna. I'll do it, but I want to be immediately killed afterwards. <laughs> Derek, in your Derek lair, do you have a list of that tells you, like, how to take down the other fan holes should we, like, go crazy. How does my stupid voice sound? You sound beautiful. Like ten times sexier. Good job. No one gets us, because we don't explain it. Hey, guys! Welcome back to another lasso-rific bullets and bracelets-tastic episode of Fan Holes Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight, and I am not alone. Joining me tonight, we're, we're sneaking on to Paradise Island. We're about to get murdered by a tribe of Amazons, so I am not alone. I am joined by one of my fellow fan holes. Say what's up. What's up? This is Justin. Yeah, so so we're we're kind of doing a we're doing a thing this month. We're 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 kind of excited about the premiere of Wonder Woman eighty four. We're kind of you know Justin likes Wonder Woman. I like Wonder Woman. Like we're kind of we're kind of into Wonder Woman. And so I think back when we were thinking of Wonder Woman topics, we had a whole plethora to choose from. And I think we ultimately just ended up deciding to. Do them all! Like, do them all, Larry. So so we're going to make this uh, a month-long extravaganza, so strap in. But what we're doing tonight, we're, we're kicking this off with uh, with a book, Larry. We're, we're, we're talking about a book. Of course, I did not read the book. Of course I didn't read the book. You know I didn't read the book. Everybody listening knows I didn't read no fucking book. So what we did or what I did, we'll, we'll get into the specifics of what Justin did momentarily, but, but what I did was I listened to the audiobook of The Secret History of Wonder Woman. This is a, a book, I guess, I guess it's a, a historical book uh, by Jill Lepore, and it, it details, I'd say more so than Wonder Woman, it probably details... Uh, the life and times of William Moulton Marston and uh, I guess his, his, his wife, Elizabeth Holloway and uh, one of the supposed inspirations for Wonder Woman, Olive Byrne. And, and that's, that's essentially, you know, what, what the, the long and short of, of that novel is, you know, kind of in a nutshell. And, and that's basically what we're going to discuss tonight. Oh, Derek, uh, first of all, I want to apologize for making you read this book because I don't I don't know about you, but I feel like this was mostly a waste of my time. Like this book kind of irritated me. You know, I you know what this reminded me of? Like, like, okay, this is going to be weird, but you of all people will appreciate this. This audio book was like. It was like listening. I don't know how to explain this. Basically, you know how I describe reading the lost years of Star Trek and I pick up the book, I'd read a few chapters, get bored with it and forget about it and drop it in the bathtub and come back a few months later and forget everything and try to reread the same chapters and start over again. And it was like this hopeless thing where I could never finish the fucking book. Like, this Mm -hmm. is the first time I've ever experienced that with like an audio book. (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like I literally, I, I would listen to something, and and then I'd be like, "Wait, what the fuck did I just listen to?" And 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 I'd go back like ten minutes, and then, I mean, I've re-listened to more chat. Like, I re-listened to chapters of this just because I feel like I, it's it's an extremely dry, I guess, yes. 
book, I guess. Uh, you know, I mean, I feel I feel weird because I didn't I didn't exactly read it. Like I did I did later look at a copy of the book just because it had nice reference to what it was talking about. Like there were a lot of nice footnotes um, and there were some visual references. And I think I think part of that is this is like an audio book that probably should have been what do they call it? Like like when 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 action figure blues would do. In the in the old days, they would do what they call their enhanced podcast. So when they were talking about like you know I don't know uh, some Ghostbuster toys, there'd be a picture of the Ghostbuster toys they were talking about, and thus it was a quote unquote enhanced podcast. Like I kind of feel like at the bare minimum, because of what was being talked about, like it, it felt like you were reading or or listening to something half blind. Like this could have been an enhanced audiobook. I think maybe part of the problem too is the the presentation. Like I, I I'm pretty sure based on the end of the credits, I, I think this was Jill Lepore reading her own own uh book footnotes, whatever you want to call it. This is Jill Lepore. We hope you've enjoyed this production of The Secret History of Wonder Woman. I don't think um I don't think that found, was a good idea, you know, like yes, I I found her reading irritating. I think she's overly dramatic at points, condescending in some aspects. And yeah. it's like she has little control over the volume and timbre of her voice. Like she'll be talking like we're talking, and then all of a sudden she'll be talking about something like Marston, like it's the most dramatic thing in the world and her voice is increased and you're just like Hold the phone. You're just talking about some paper he's writing. Why are you so dramatic? I, it's, I don't get it. It's interesting you bring that up because I, I felt like listening to Jill Lepore do her man voice is like listening mm. to to a black person do a whitey voice. You know, like, it, I guess, and, and the reason why you made me think of that is because you used the word condescending, because I, I feel like, I feel like it's one of those things where, it, at least in most cases in, in modern history that I can think of in terms of entertainment, usually the example I cited is, is supposed to be done with, like, humorous intent. You know, like, it's not, they're not trying to be condescending, they're, they're trying to elicit laughter over how ridiculous it is like oh you know lo- look at how silly people are you know they 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 won't take maybe this black man seriously unless he talks to you in a white voice or something like that but in this case i i felt like it was one of those more condescending tones where every time she used a man voice it just seemed like you got the idea that 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 clearly there there was there was you know i i don't know if she was trying to establish a, a sense of, of what she felt was like arrogance or or some kind of erudite nature or whatever but like it didn't matter what it was and 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 if she's supposed to be um a historian well <laughs> or even beyond that if it, it to me i i didn't sense any objectivity in this at all right right but, exactly but, <laughs> but but beyond that like the to me, you would think the goal would be to say like what a what a swell chap Marston is for championing you know women's rights and Wonder Woman and all this other stuff. But it seemed like there they, they there was no way to reconcile the human nature that is a person, right? Like like people are people, right? Like there there's there's shitty things people do and there's good things people do. And and it, and it just seemed like, you know, that okay, so you, so you're going to you're going to dwell on like even Marston had the quote unquote the man voice. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it's like even that it it seemed like ultimately there there was no there there was no uh redemption to be found or had or whatever because you know like that i i think the the way it's presented right like which i don't know like i i wonder about these things because because you're like oh like it seems like it's well researched but it's it i don't question the i don't question the legitimacy of of the the research and or the sources but i do question the way in which it's assembled and framed and presented to elicit a, a certain reaction reaction and or like conclusion like yes. like like it seems like it's framed so it's like it's like if you if you tell somebody 
like, you know, okay, great. Like, you know, you may understand, you know, what, you know, what the materials are to make a burrito. And you may understand that marbles don't fit right in your mouth because they're not edible. But then if you assemble it in such a way that you're like, boy, this burrito is the best burrito ever. And it had all these great ingredients. But one thing we overlooked was there was accidentally a marble in the burrito. Like that changes your whole out. Like before you were sitting there going, oh, yeah, that burrito sounds delicious. I better write this recipe down. And then all of a sudden you realize, no, wait, there was a marble in that burrito. (laughs) You know, and you're just like, oh, well, that kind of changes my whole outlook. And and it's almost like it's designed to uh, elicit some kind of, uh, you know, guilt trip or something like that. And and I, I just kind of, I don't know, it, it, this whole thing kind of, okay, like, like, here's a good example. Like, wait, hold on a minute. Yeah. Uh, going back to her voice briefly. Yeah. I looked her up on YouTube okay. and there are a few like 10, 20 minute presentations she's giving like at a lecture hall, it seems. And her presentation there is completely different. It's like, I don't know if it's if it's because she's in front of a huge audience, but she's kind of speaking hurriedly and tripping over her words a little bit. I kind of got the sense that she was just wanted it to be over and to get off the stage. But the way she is in those presentations versus the book, it's like you would think it's almost two different people. Like I found her presentation, even though it was hurried and she was stumbling over words, like I found that more appealing to the ear i guess than this whole audiobook it's weird like a lot of it is very dry i guess for me like you don't really talk about wonder woman you know like like this is like the 400 page book it should be whittled down to 200 it's like why do they give us so much information about Marston's professors and the people that pass through his life? And why are they spending all this time discussing the pets and the family, the rabbits and all this stuff? I'm like, this has nothing to do with Wonder Woman. I mean, I, I can appreciate and understand context, but uh-huh. literally they don't talk about Wonder Woman until chapter 22 of a 31 chapter yes. book. And there, there's just too much context. Like, yes. and, 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 and it reminds me of that. And this is not a indictment or a judgment either. It just it reminds me of that moment in Dark Knight Returns when Commissioner Gordon's just like, he's too big, you know. I can't, you know. It's he talks. He's talking about. Uh, he, he was talking about World War Two and then comparing it to to Batman and all this other stuff. And he just says it's it's too big. I, I can't judge this. Like- Near the end of the book, Lepore states that Wonder Woman was not created in 1941 by Marston. She was created over 100 years ago by feminists. And I was like, that's nice, but that's wrong. That would be like saying Simon and Kirby didn't create Captain America in 41. He was created in 1776. And I just rolled my eyes at that so hard. (laughs) Well, see, see, that's 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 nice, but, you know wrong <laughs> isn't that cute but it's wrong that that's the problem with this there there's so many illusions and and that that's why you feel like the first 22 chapters are overindulgent and a waste yeah. of time because it's like she can't talk about all these nefarious men you know like the the marston's you know, nasty uh, professors who don't. Hugo Munsterberg. Yeah, yeah. It's like she can't talk about Munsterberg without comparing him to Doctor Psycho. But then when you yeah. start looking into it, and th- this is a good dovetail into what I wanted to tell you before, but like what was a good example. But but I think a lot of that stuff. I mean, I almost think the Olive Byrne thing is a stretch. Like 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 there's there's a lot of stuff where they're like oh definitely this is the influence of wonder woman and oh definitely like this this the the the, the insinuation is that like dr poison and dr psycho and all these doctors like were somehow influenced by all the the nasty the nasty academics who 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 marston had to encounter that didn't recognize his genius like well in the same, in the very same book, they talk about what a fucking huckster Marston was, you know. And 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 then and then for me, like if I if I was giving the opening tone of this, 
like which which I haven't really gotten to do because I, I figured I'd let you take the lead on it and everything. <laughs> Sorry. But, no, 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 no. It's fine. But but if I was opening this, I mean, I mean, my my ultimate take from this book is is that these were some these were some wackadoo pervy wackos. Like like I don't. I mean, and there's nothing like okay, fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but like. You're not wrong because I have that literally written in my notes, like about Marston. Some of his ideas are wacky doodle. Like that's what I have written down. <laughs> like, oh, okay, this is this, well. Let me let me just get into the Doctor Psycho thing because this, this this establishes the the presentation of it all, right? This is what bothers me. So, okay, one they establish that some of these academics somehow she doesn't outright say it, but she insinuates that some of these academics that look down on Marston were somehow the inspiration for flat-out villainous characters like Dr. Psycho and Dr. Poison, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially, yeah. people that eventually become uh, ugly, distorted killers and, and people that want to keep uh, women downtrodden, you know, that, that don't respect their their equality and you know, all this kind of stuff, Right. And 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 they they she tries to draw parallels, and that's why you spend all this time talking about all this context and all these situations that that were presumably historical events that somehow, it, it, you know, I get I I, under, I I can appreciate the need for context, but but it's like it, 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 she's trying to like pull all these randomized things and and say without without Margaret Sanger without the Byrne family, without Planned Parenthood, without abortion, without feminism, without, uh, uh, you know, uh, second wave feminism, without Gloria Steinem, without uh, fucking on and on and on, like, mm-hmm. th- there, there would be no Wonder Woman, right? Like, or, or at least all those, all those things created Wonder Woman. That, that zeitgeist of whatever that was, the, the zeitgeist of the, the 1900s and, and, and suffrage and, and all this stuff. Like that, that's, that's Wonder Woman. Suffrage is Wonder Woman. You know, feminism is Wonder Woman. Like all these things are Wonder Woman. You know, and of course, if you read Wonder Woman comics, you kind of you know scratch your head and go, I have no idea what Wonder Woman's about, really, right? Like, because you know, and of course, again, you know, caveat. Okay, we're two quote unquote white males talking about something and boo on us and all this bullshit, right? But <laughs> it doesn't really matter. We 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 read the book or listened to the book or whatever and we're we're talking about it. We like Wonder Woman, right? And we're like, when the fuck do we get the Wonder Woman? Well, uh spoilers, you don't get the Wonder Woman until fucking chapter twenty two. And then yeah. even after that, it's like it and then and then when you do get to it in chapter twenty two, it has the same awful pitfalls that Marvel the Untold Story had from time to time where you're like, I've heard this fucking story, I know this fucking story. The the thing I think I was most interested in, which is basically like I wanna say it's like a sliver of one of the chapters in the late twenties, which was, Oh hey, H. G. Peter, like what what did he have to do with Wonder Woman? Like if anybody should be given more more uh airtime you know, in the in the history of Wonder Woman, like everyone knows William Moulton Marston's name, it seems like. But you know, it, it's kind of like you know, and and again, you could get into this whole thing: is it is it Bill Finger or Bob Kane? Is it Jack Kirby or Stan Lee? Is it you know, and 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 you know, with this, it's like, is it Steve Ditko or Stan Lee? You know, in this, it's like, well, it, it, is it Marston or or H. D. Peter? But she never plays that. Like like he's just some hired guy who is is instructed to draw things and told how to draw things and then he draws things and then ultimately it seems like outside of Gaines, you know, Charles Gaines and and Marston, it seemed like nobody liked his art even though Wonder Woman was like this you know, million seller comic book, which confuses me because I'm kind of like, well, if if people didn't like his art, why was it selling so fucking much? You know what I mean? And 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 then you know they they really go. I mean, I imagine he's no longer with us, but I I feel like you know, and and I guess everybody has their own opinions, right? But like you know, even even as recently as recent, you know, I think it was Busick or somebody who said Gardner Fox was a fucking hack or, you know, however he put it on Twitter. And then that created a whole shit storm or something like that. Right. And, and like, I'm thinking about this where it's like, you know, because Gardner Fox is a man 
and wrote Wonder Woman in, in the Justice Society and Justice League, and because Robert Kaniger's a man, and and, and clearly they, they were they were they had no concept of what Marston was doing, you know, or whatever. Well, you know, I'll let you know a little secret. There's a whole lot of us who had no fucking concept of what Marston was doing, and it took Grant Morrison like fucking seventeen peyote trips and a bunch of <laughs> you know jizzing on forty five sigils before he figured it out, right? So, so I mean, it's not like it's something easy to wrap your head around, right? And there, so so anyway, so they, they I feel like as much as these. Uh, nasty academics who I, I don't know anything about, Munsterberg and all this stuff. I have no idea if any of this shit is true or not, but if you take them at their word, they, they don't sound like exactly nice people, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean any of their uh, ideas or even any of their discounting of Marston's hucksterism should should not be taken at face value either because, I mean, it's like they go on and on about, you know, oh, well, I'm the real lie detector and this all this ego and bullshit. And, I mean, you, you think about it, there has to be a reason why he was drummed out of, like, every fucking university he ever fucking worked at. Because they all knew he was a kinky perv fucking wackadoo, you know. And, and, then, and then they go on to do, you know, uh, other, you know, you know, he does things where the, these businesses are... are uh, what do you call it? He was in that scandal where the, the business, you know, it was all lost all the money and all this other shit. And, you know, like like stuff where you're like, well, that 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 doesn't track with somebody who's who's quote unquote good. Right. Like and then but then meanwhile, you've got the whole, oh, well, you know, they're the new wave of things. And and they were ahead of their time. And you had this polyamorous relationship. And there's all this weird questions about, what you know. You know, oh, well, I mean, she makes no secret about it. Like, you know, they, they, they flat out say Holloway and him were together and then him and Byrne were together. And then they were all, I mean, I don't know what the fuck. They don't, they don't really go into detail about that. But I mean, eventually Byrne and Holloway lived together for the rest of their lives. So there's something to that too. Right. So it's like, you don't know what the fuck was going on. And, and none of the kids seemed to know what was going on. And all the kids, the poor kids seemed like a bunch of head cases. Right. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably just talking too much fucking wackadoo shit, but Dr. Psycho, okay? Sorry, I keep forgetting Dr. Psycho. Dr. Psycho, <laughs> all right, this is how they frame this, right? Because it's like you want to talk about Wonder Woman, but this book is about nothing but Wonder Woman, so you get off topic, right? Dr. Psycho, the way they present this in the book is like, oh, it's all about how mean they are to the women, and Dr. Psycho is enlisted by Mars. And this is all this is all actual events of the comic book, right? It's in Wonder Woman 5. So she's not making anything up. But the way they frame it is, you know, Dr. Psycho gets uh, you know, basically conscripted, right, by by Mars and all these these guys to to like, oh, we 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 you know, there's too many women working in the war effort, you know, like there's there's too much of that going on. We want to we want to discourage the US from from having all these, you know, women workers and all this other stuff. It's going to ruin, it's going to ruin, you know, war and man and all this other stuff. Right. And so they come up with this cockamamie thing where Dr. Psycho um, can use this weird ectoplasm bullshit and, and, and comes out dressed like fucking George Washington and the spirit of George Washington says, Oh, you know, women making ammunition and, and, and doing the Rosie, the riveter shit, that's going to destroy America and all this other stuff. And then all these, these men, because they're all dumb and, and don't like women anyway, start to go scratch, scratch their beards and go, hmm, maybe the spirit of George Washington has a point, and they don't question the spirit of George Washington or anything. So, you know, and, and, and they, they do this whole routine. And eventually, of course, Wonder Woman's like, well, I don't buy this. I'm going to use my magic lasso and expose them and, and, and all this other stuff. And, and not only that, but there's this, this uh, poor, meek woman who was, was the wife of Dr. Psycho, and and she frees her from uh, this this uh, uh, life of servitude to this awful man, Doctor Psycho, right? And 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 then they have the exchange of the dialogue, which 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 really helps her point, which is you know uh, I think the wife says something like, "Oh, I'm just a weak woman. Like, what can I do?" And Wonder Woman says, "Well, you can be strong, sister. You can go out and do your own job and not be confined to a, a man and not be subservient to a man and all this other stuff." Meanwhile. Okay, one, Marston's whole thing is loving submission, so you have to 
sort of wonder, like, like is the problem that yeah, I, I and I think what what's trying to be established, and this is just my interpretation, so so it could be totally wrong, but it seems like the point of his loving submission it has to be to a higher authority that is good, right? And Doctor Psycho is not good. Thus, in this case, the loving submission is bad because the higher authority is not good, right? But what Lepore neglects to tell you in the story is and and you got to think about this cuz this is this is not this is not Paul Dini retconning Mr. Freeze so that you feel sorry for him or whatever like in in the in the animated series this is the actual events of Wonder Woman 5 which are carefully strategically and I think purposely omitted from this book is why do you think Dr. Psycho is the way he is okay he's short he, he, he's got kind of a, a garish-looking face. He was constantly made fun of in schools. He was never taken seriously. And when this woman uh, somehow agreed to, to marry him, it was all a scam and sham because who she really wanted to be with was this studly athletic football player. And she frames him... For, for stealing uh, fucking something from the, the, the school building or some shit, and he gets sent to jail. And then she goes off and marries the, the athletic um, guy or whatever. And then when Dr. Psycho finally gets out of prison and comes up with all his nefarious supervillain bullshit, he, he fucking ruins the athletic guy and mind zonks her into being his wife again to, to get like vengeance on her. Right. But she doesn't go into the fact that this woman did him wrong. And I'm not saying it justifies anything that Dr. Psycho did. But I mean, to me, I'm like, that's super convenient that you leave that part of the story out. And and that's something that that Marston wrote as well. But it doesn't seem to necessarily track with with her narrative, you know? And, and so I think there's a lot of things like that, that, that bother me. You know, there's, there, there's even the moment where the, the first time Steve Trevor calls Wonder Woman an angel and, and, and the way she says that, like you talk about the condescending yes. voice, like that bothers me. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, you can interpret that a number of ways, but the, 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 the dialogue is something to the effect of, um, you know, you, you know, I forget what he says, but something about, you know, you're, you're an angel. And, and Wonder Woman says, an angel, like, what's that? Like, I'd rather be a woman. But the way Lepore writes it, she, she, she basically, and I don't know how you can insinuate this, but she basically frames it in such a way where she says, uh, an angel, what's that? Wonder Woman is irked. I'd rather be a woman. You know, and it's just kind of like, well... I mean, if you just look at the words on the page, like that that's not the only conclusion or the only interpretation you can have. Uh, I mean, the whole calling her angel thing, like if you read the I don't know what 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 is it now? 80 fucking years of Wonder Woman? Like that's usually a positive thing. That's usually a pet name, a nice name, uh, something, you know, it, I mean, you know, d- depending on your your uh I don't know whatever your your current sensibility is you know some people may go oh that's that's a horrible pet name or whatever but it's like to me i mean i don't see it as any different than than oliver queen calling black canary pretty lady and and if you think that's a horrible thing well i can't fucking help you but to me i'm just kind of like and if you're irked by that well fine but but if you understand what i'm saying and you just understand that that pretty lady and angel are not meant to uh, make anyone downtrodden. It's not meant to hold anybody back. It's not some kind of, you know, I don't know, some some chain that needs to be broken. You know, it's it's just a fucking phrase that it's like call. You know, the same thing. Steve Trevor calls her beautiful. Like that's not that's not a chain. You know, like that's not. It's I don't know. It's just it's crazy. It, I, I, I didn't realize, and, and you don't have to apologize to me for this, but, but I mean, Jesus, I didn't realize, like, d- d- according to Jill Lepore, I mean, Wonder Woman is tied to eugenics and fucking abortion. 
Like, like, and then it made me think like, like, and this is a serious question and you can answer this however you like, but I'm like, is, is abortion supposed to be loving submission? Like, that's what I thought of when I was reading this book. And it's like, you don't have any say over it, right? But is that, is that what I'm supposed to take away? Like, I don't, I mean, is the higher authority that's good, this person that's deciding to abort the baby? Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I agree with that, but it seems like something that's, that's, that's thrown. I mean, I don't know that, that seemed, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just very strange to think of, of all these things. And, and again, this, this doesn't have a whole lot in my mind to do with, with Wonder Woman. I mean, they, you know, yeah, it, it, I mean, chapter 11, the woman rebel, it's all about the fight for birth control and legal battles. And it has absolutely nothing to do with Wonder Woman. I mean, she even gets into gun rights in the NRA, which has nothing to do with the subject creation of Wonder Woman. It's all about Batman, and why she gets off on the subject of Batman and guns, like who knows? Well, you, like, you, you know there. what's interesting to me about that is, I mean, and that that solidified something that I always thought, which was all this comics code stuff is just to me, it's it's BS. Like like this this whole morality thing, this whole no guns thing. I mean, the guns thing is a political thing. It's not. I mean, if if you really cared about people dying from something, then again, I'm going to go back to my uh, the same tired record that I always go to. Batman would not run around with high explosives in his fucking batarangs because that's just as fucking deadly as a fucking handgun. Probably more so. So it's like I, I mean, but but you don't see anybody excising high explosives from 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 comics, right? Whereas, as they said, Gaines was getting pressured about the gun stuff, and so he he basically he's like lose the guns, right? Like, and that's 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 more of that kind of stuff. Whereas it's interesting, you know, they they get pressured about you know, the, 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 the bondage stuff and the kinky stuff. Like, I mean, as much as she tries to character assassinate Robert Kaniger in this, I think he's the person I like the most where I love the moment. And, and don't get me wrong. I like Etta Candy, right? But all this stuff with the, the holiday girls and Etta Candy and woo woo. And she's stuffing her fucking face with chocolates all the time. Like I read all those books. I chuckled a couple times and all this stuff, but at the same time, I get what Robert Kaniger's doing too, where I, I loved. And if that was a real quote that she got from him, it's like fucking Etta Candy. And I was just like, <laughs> I totally got that. Like, like through, listening to this whole book for like 22 fucking chapters. It was like a breath of fresh air where you're like, Oh, finally, like fucking Etta candy jesus fucking christ like i get it i get it i totally get it like i i totally understand where kaniger was coming from and i don't even think i like that many of the kaniger stories either like i mean from what i've read you know like if you want to talk about wonder woman shit you know it's like it's like there's a there's a for me there's a bizarre sense of fascination with with marston's wonder woman comics it's like watching a fucking train wreck and and you're just fascinated by the clown car, you know, crash or whatever it is, and you're just watching all this shit, and 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 then and then they talk about the bondage and and the the racism and and all this other stuff, you know, like and and it's funny because you're like, well, are you championing this or are you are you are you chastising it or are you trying to do a little bit of both? Like I don't, you know, I I, I I'm not exactly sure what the the ultimate end is. I mean, and and then the funny part is they talk about how what a fat fuck Marston ends up becoming, and and all this other stuff. And and then it was funny because I was even looking at like photos of him, and I'm kind of like, well, yeah, he's he's a little chubby in later life and stuff like that. But like, I don't know the way the, the way she makes it sound like that he's like the fucking second coming of fucking Jabba the Hut or some shit when she's reading the, 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 the lines from her book, and then I look at the guy and I'm kind of like, okay, so he looks like fucking uh, you know, he, he looks like a thin Winston Churchill, so fucking what? You know, like, who cares? You know, like, but you make it out like like he's the fucking next Clayface or some shit, and I'm, I don't know, it's just, you know, some of that stuff, I'm just kind of like, alright, whatever. You know, like, like I don't I, I mean, I knew this was going to be like this getting into this, that it was just going to be us bitching and moaning about stuff, but I don't you know, you know I, I knew 
that they were going to mention the Diana Prince powerless era. And again, I don't care what anyone says. I don't care how many times Danny O'Neill apologizes for it. I love that era of comics. I love those. Comics. Yeah. It's, it's not, fun. it's, I mean, those are not necessarily bad comics. I love, I love how, you know, they can't even, it's like, you know, you'd think, right. That, that, that I Ching being Asian might play some role in like, you know, Oh, Hey, there, there's some more representation, right? Like there's, there's something that's of, of merit and value to conceivably uh, uh, hold on a pedestal, right? But she can't even do that. She's like, another man telling Wonder Woman what to do, you know? And you're just kind of like, all right, there's no fucking winning then, you know? Like, I, what, what do you want? Like, I don't, you know? To me, the point of those stories was not we're taking something away from Wonder Woman. The, the To me, the point was always... Wonder Woman, Dinah Prince, she is so much more than whatever powers she has. Like, she doesn't need yeah, those powers yeah. to be heroic. Like, that was always the point to me. And I'm just like, am I, like, a Martian looking at this from, like, 2,000 years ago? Because, like, I, I don't think I'm wrong, but that's what everyone else keeps saying. And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. So what I mean is that this feminism, it's the theory that women should be equal to men in matters economic, now, social, you are laughing. and yeah. political. That is the problem. Do you think a woman should be educated? Definitely. But is it not a problem that a woman have a smaller brain than a man? That is wrong. But the government scientist, Dr. Yamak, have proved it is size of squirrel. He's wrong. Give me a smile, baby. Why angry face? <laughs> well, uh, what you're saying is very demeaning. Do you know the word demeaning? No. We are saying to you... I that could not concentrate on what this old man was saying. Okay, okay can we finish now? <laughs> Listen, pussycat, uh, smile a bit. All, All right. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I'm done. We're finished. We have to leave. I just, you know, and, and it's one of those things where you're like, Jesus, I, you know, how old is this argument? You know, you're like, dude, this is a hundred years old and it's, it's not, you know, and, and, and how much there's like, okay, you know, the, 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 you know, it gets into, you know, the, the origins of, of feminism and the origins of it being, maybe this is just my head trip, right? But I, I don't understand and I can't understand. I think I refuse to understand. How is your reproductive function holding you back? Like, I don't get that. Like, I don't get why that's a chain, like, or, or some kind of obstacle to be overcome. Like, I might be able to go along with the notion that, like, you know, oh, you know, I don't know, you know, people, people talk about birth control, right? And, 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 you know, some people label the argument like, oh, well, why can't, you know, it's like, why don't, why don't men just get their tubes tied, right? Like, that's something that gets thrown out all the time. Like, why, why does all the, the impetus have to be on the woman, right? But that was never what Margaret Sanger was about. Margaret Sanger was about birth control, right? And about abortion. And I don't know. It's just, you know, all that stuff is like super duper sensitive. And, and, and one of those things is I'm kind of sad that now I'm I, like, now it's like what I'm going to forever associate like those topics with Wonder Woman. Like it seems, it seems kind of weird. Like, I don't know to me, but I don't, I mean, cause, cause, cause I'm, I'm thinking like, look, I don't think the Kaniger stories are the, the bee's knees or anything like that, but it's like, I, I read a few of those and I thought they were kind of just as nutty, but with like less bondage, you know, like, and, and, and the Marston stories are super duper nutty with bondage and, and all, all, all that entails, you know? And, and I, I'd say, you know, I, I didn't mind reading the Diana Prince era or anything like that. So I, I have no problems with you kind of uh, voicing your your uh, passion for that era and and for me like I'm, I'm almost kind of old school like I I, I want to say of like the the original Wonder Woman I think the one I had the most fun reading was when they did the throwback because they were doing the TV show you know like when it was the Earth 2 Wonder Woman and and they were just doing all the Garcia Lopez covers and the Jose Delbo art and then you know it was just uh I don't know if it was like Jerry Conway or whoever was writing it at the time. I can't remember, but you know, it, it, it was just, to me, it was kind of like straightforward, you know, like, and, and wasn't, wasn't like, you know, kinky. It wasn't, it, it didn't have like a bunch of, you know, 
allegory or illusions, but Wonder Woman was still a representative for for women, you know, like, and I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe that's just too simplistic or whatever. But I mean, all all I can think of is I I, I like that that of of the pre crisis era. Like, I think that's the one that I uh, of all the titles, you know, all the issues I read. I think that's the one that I like the most, you know. And and ironically, you know, I I think the 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 modern Wonder Woman that I like the most is probably Gail Simone's run, you know. But I, you know, I don't know what the fuck do I know. Having listened to this book, I I feel like I understand Marston a bit better, but at the same time, also less. If if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's like you you okay. You 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 wonder what the end game was. You, you you know, and then if the end game was to have this polyamorous relationship, right? Well, he, you know, and and that's the the condescending insinuation of of the reading of of this book, right? Like like if if you take it at face value, he loved them both, right? Like and mm-hmm. and 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 he, you know, and he treated them both immaculately as much as he could, right? But then also he's a huckster, and if he's a huckster. Like, if he's a huckster about the lie detector, and he's a huckster about all, all these positions he held, and he's a huckster about his resume, and he's a huckster about um, supposedly uh, uh, saving the life of, and this is a quote from the, the book, uh, uh, saving the life of a Negro, right, on trial, when in actuality, it didn't matter whether he testified or not, the guy was never going to go to the fucking uh, electric chair. Like, you know, that was never an option. But the way he paints it, it's like he, he saved the man's life, right? Now, if he's a huckster about all that, like, couldn't he have been a huckster? Like, may, maybe he just wanted to, you know, get with two two women. Like, I don't know. You know, like, like, and, and, and that's, you know, that, that, that's one of those things where it's like, you know, they, 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 I think there, there was that line about what, what was it like Sheldon Mayer talked about, oh yeah, he had a way with the women and all this other stuff, you know, and, and you start to wonder, it's like, it's not only Olive Byrne and, 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 uh, uh, Elizabeth Holloway, like they talk about, uh, there's, there's the other woman who came and lived with them for a little while. Um, I can't think of her name, but she she ended up writing some Wonder Woman stories and all this other shit, and and then, and then there's the other student, the younger student. It was a pretty student, and then and then you know it's like so like how you know I don't know, but it's just like and if that's the case, if if he just wanted to you know live his life to the fullest and you know uh, uh, get as much pleasure out of it as possible, you know, okay, fine, you know, like I don't you know I'm not gonna hold anything against him for that, but. I, I mean, it, some some of the stuff though, like the the yeah, again, like the, this is something that I think is always going to be hard to wrap your head around. Like, like what is loving submission? You know, like I know we you know we we discussed that when we talked about the Wonder Woman Earth Two book, and you know, having listened to this book, I feel like I understand that idea. A little bit better, even though it's still a, a wacky ass idea. You know, you know, you know what? I, I'm going to get into even more trouble. But you, you know what? Loving submission sounds like <laughs> loving submission sounds like fucking communism and socialism. Like on paper, it, it sounds like oh, this is great. But the key element is to me, what my new understanding of it is: the key element for loving submission to work is the higher authority that you're submitting to has to be good. And and when you're in like I, I think what most on paper that's fine, but I think in reality all it ends up being is sadomasochistic. You don't submit to a good higher authority. You submit to someone who who gets pleasure out of punishing you. You know, like I, I mean, I don't know. May, maybe that's just my warped, you know, pessimistic view of the world. But like that's. That that's that's kind of what I see, you know, like like I, I don't know, I, you know, it might be one of those things where, again, it, you know, it sounded like a really good idea on paper. But I don't I don't know that that actually because the, the other thing that bothers me about it is why why does it need to be submission of one party to the other? Like like the, most of the relationships that I've seen, you know, and I can't speak to myself. I don't have 
good relationships, but most of the good relationships that I've seen in my life where it's a man and a woman and they love each other and they have kids and all this other stuff, like there's, there's some kind of, uh, I'd say mutual kind of that they're either, they're either equals or they're, 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 they're submissive to one another at different given points at any time. And it's a, a quid pro quo give and take, you know, there, there's compromises and, 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 you know, respect mutually between the two. Like, it's not like one is, is, is dominating the other and, and, and one party is submissive and that's the end of it. It's, it's that they're, neither is dominant and neither is submissive. They're just, they, they coexist, you know, like, I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe, I, you know, maybe it's just me putting too much thought into it or whatever, but I, I just, you know, that, that I, I don't, it, it, it's, it's a tough concept for me to wrap my head around because I don't think it works. So yeah, Wonder Woman guys, I wish, I wish there was more like, you know, it's like, it's like, I think that's why I went back and looked at the footnotes to see like what she was actually referencing sometimes because it, it was so crisp and vague and, 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 you know, like we said, there, there's not a whole lot of talking about Wonder Woman. So it's like, I, I felt like there was a natural inclination to fact check and, and, and look at things with my own two eyes instead of take her, uh, non-objective uh, word for it, you know, like, like I even went back, you know what I did and went back, I went back and watched the, uh, Mike Wallace interview cause that's on YouTube. And I was just curious cause I was like, I've never fucking seen that. And I just wanted to see it myself. And, and again, I mean, it's like art, right? Like it's all like super, you know, subjective, you know, like there's, there's 40 billion comments on the YouTube page. People think Margaret Sanger's the fucking devil. Some people think she's like the greatest thing ever, you know, like, it's it's all subjective, and and then you know I I kind of appreciate that you said you know because well, that's wrong like Margaret Sanger didn't have shit to do with Wonder Woman, and every time she tried to make that connection, it just I mean she kept hammering it over and over and over again throughout this whole fucking book, and I'm I'm sitting there questioning myself, wait, like what's the connection? Like what what are you trying to say? Like what's the connection? What what did she have to do with that? Like nothing. Like cuz she's she's the the aunt of the woman who possibly inspired some physical attributes of this woman? Like I don't I don't know, man. Like I I, I what what do you what do you think about the whole like like Olive Byrne and 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 Elizabeth Holloway somehow inspiring wonder woman like what's your take on that because it's like they're not varga girls you know what i mean like like they they go into the whole thing about martian said oh uh tell hd peter make it look like this make it look like that and then you know it was interesting to look at you know to look at the actual book instead of the audio book and look at oh what is a varga girl like what 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 are they talking about you know like and 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 see those initial character designs where she looks yeah, I, I was trying to think of, of, of how I thought she looked, but it's like that, those initial character designs of Wonder Woman where it's like the little W's on the belt, you know, and it's, it's kind of like this red bikini thing or whatever it was, you know, and, 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 and how, how tweaked it gets along the way and stuff. But like, I guess, you know, not, not to bury the point, but like, what, what do you think about like Holloway and Burn and, and all this stuff that they, they basically, you know, in, in, in no uncertain terms, I mean, they, they, they kind of insinuate, you know, okay, this is, the, 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 you know, more so than like, say, you know, oh, uh, Bill Finger is the unheralded co-creator to Bob Kane. Like, this is almost like saying, like, like what you were saying, like, like, you know, something outlandish where it's like, like somehow Roz Kirby created Big Barda. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe it was the inspiration for Jack Kirby. You know, maybe he said, my wife's beautiful. I'm going to make this heroic statuesque, uh, you know, uh, uh, Amazonian, you know, strong woman. And, and I, I want her to look like my beautiful wife. Like, that's fine. But nobody's like Big Barda created by Ross Kirby. Like, no, nobody, nobody says that, right? Like, so. The only takeaway I had from that was um, they said, uh, I forget which one it was because sometimes, you know, kind of like you, the 
because it's an audiobook, it's intangible. And I feel like I need yeah, to like look yeah. at the pages sometimes to keep things straight in my head. But he said like one of Marston's women like actually had some kind of like large bracelets and that was the yeah, basis that, that for was that Wonder was all of burn apparently like 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 she yeah. she and that that, you know. that was my that was my only major takeaway from either of those two women like you know burn had those bracelets that was a direct connection to the creation of wonder woman and then the rest of it i'm just like uh, i don't know i think i think wonder woman due to her creator she is tied to feminism, but the author is too in love with the history of feminism. It's just this book is 90 percent feminism and birth control and Margaret Sanger in 10 percent. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it's funny. I think I think you couldn't market a book that is a love letter to feminism and abortion. Right. So you you call it the secret history of Wonder Woman. Right. Like that's. That's kind of that's kind of what my takeaway is, I guess. I mean, you know, and it's funny because then then you look and you see there's classes that analyze this book, and you're just like Jesus, like mm. like I, I mean, I guess I get it, right? Because that I suppose historically there's a lot of things to touch upon and all this kind of stuff, but I mean, I don't know what there is to analyze. This is a, a dry book, and I appreciate what you're saying about needing something tangible to go back and look at because I think that's the reason why I had to listen to, to entire passages of this audiobook repeatedly because I feel like I didn't you know you, you you couldn't quite pick up what was being dropped right in front of you because you it, it becomes this monotonous like laborious like you know I, I mean and 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 I hesitate to say but maybe because this is about feminism and because it's read by a woman and written by a woman like I, I felt like I went into that man mode where I wasn't listening on purpose and that's why I had to go back and re-listen <laughs> like to to the chapters again because because there, there there's that part of my you know and, and and you know maybe it's that that reptilian you know amygdala part of my brain that just all right, I, I, you know, for as a self-defense mechanism, I have to tune this shit out. Otherwise, it's going to get me all irate and, you know, hot and bothered or whatever. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, I guess the interesting part is if you want to keep coming back to Wonder Woman, I think I, I, I don't know that I realized that um, that she had a comic strip along with Superman and Batman. Like, yeah, I, I, I wasn't aware of that. So that's that's something new I learned and that's that's like a little tidbit. So I guess I guess, you know, in that sense, it's like the, you know, the things that I wanted to try and learn about was like H. G. Peter and see if there was anything I didn't know. And 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 like, you know, like like I, I don't know that I knew too much about H. G. Peter before I listened to this other than he was Wonder Woman's artist. And I don't know that I I don't know that I necessarily learned too much more about him either. You know what I mean? Like like so and and, and I find that kind of interesting because the, the, you know, the, the other thing I thought was funny was, but it's like, okay, so Marston, Marston gets polio, right? And then he gets cancer and then he passes, right? And then Holloway, it, it's almost like she thinks she can take over somehow, like the book. And, 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 and she kind of writes all this stuff up. And, and it felt like, and I mean, you, you can't tell because she doesn't give you, it's like she's all detailed about certain things and she's all kind of obscure and, 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 you know, lacks detail in other arenas. And this is one of those ones where I felt like it lacked detail because I think she wanted to paint the, the men in charge of DC is like, you know, evil so-and-sos and, and paint, you know, uh, uh, Holloway as the sympathetic character, right? But, but I, I mean, my thought was, she writes all this stuff about this is what Wonder Woman would say, this is what Wonder Woman would do. These are the things that you know I'm familiar with. It. I was, I was with um, my husband every step of the way when he was making Wonder Woman. If if no one gets how to write a Wonder Woman story, well, guess what? I I get how to write a Wonder Woman story. Like apparently, maybe she knew what what loving submission was or whatever, right? So, so she's saying, like, I, I know how to write a Wonder Woman story. And it sounded like she wrote up, like, almost like a little, you know, story Bible for them to go by. These are the, you know, Suffering Sappho and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, Great Hera and, and all the fe fe feminine curses and stuff like that, right? And, and, and all that kind of stuff. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, was this unsolicited? Like, 
like, did she do this for free? Like, like, and if she did it for free, then you could maybe appreciate the passion she had for her husband's creation and, and maybe by extension, the passion she had for her husband. But then if it's for free, then she's not really being paid for it. So to me, it's almost, it's like it's unsolicited. And and that's why I think it's funny because they try to paint, you know, like say Kaniger in a bad light, but it's like, if, if they didn't ask for it, like what, what do you expect the reaction should be? Do you know what I mean? Like, no, you know, it's like you can say all day, like, oh, they're evil, big, bad men because they're, they're not acknowledging the quote unquote, uh, true inspirations behind Wonder Woman, but their names were never on the fucking, the, the creator list or whatever, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I don't know enough detail to, to necessarily judge. And, and she doesn't really solidify, you know, I mean, if you're trying to say that, that, that Olive Byrne, who was the one writing, doing all the typing and everything, actually wrote some of these stories, then they should probably come out and just say it, which they don't. And then, and then if you want to say, like, she, I don't know, it's weird, like, when, when they go into all that detail about the Family Circle magazine, and, like, how they had to keep their, their, their life a secret, but yet they were always writing these articles about her visiting him, you know, and it's like, it's like, that article in and of itself is a huckster article. It's not real. It's, it's phony. It's like reality TV, or professional wrestling, or whatever the fuck, right? Like, it's, it's this, it's this kind of, there, there's truths to it, but there's also a great deal of, of sort of made up bullshit and fantasy just to facilitate the, the method in which this, this article is delivered to the masses, you know? And so I, you know, I don't know. And, and, and the funny part is it's like they, you know, they, they make that whole thing of, of the full truth may never be known. And then, you know, when all these people die, then all this, these truths start spilling out. But then it's like, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it, it's again. I think. I think my my ultimate takeaway is that they were some odd people, some odd ducks. And as far as who did what and who really did what and how much Wonder Woman actually ties into all these mega hypersensitive topics, like it's too big. You know, I. You know, it's it, it, it's 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 too big for me to to judge or get into or whatever. And and uh, you know. I think I'm done. You know, like I don't, I don't know, I don't know that I have anything else on this. I'm sorry because you'll never trust me mm. to pick a book again. I don't, I don't think this is your fault. I, I mean, well, it kind of is because when we discussed Marvel Untold, you know, I mentioned I had that story about where I was reading Marvel Untold in this book, and I was reading the ebook version, and then my reader crashed, and I lost, I lost the bookmarks, and I, like, when they got to the birth control stuff, I was yeah, like, I don't remember yeah. any of this shit. But I, I remember reading part of it, so that's why I was like, oh, this kind of like gets into Wonder Woman lore deep. That's why I suggested it. Little did I know that like yeah, that was completely wrong. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, you know, I wouldn't worry about that. Like, I don't, you know, this is not, I'm, I don't hold it, you know, like you, you can pick books all day long and we can, we can talk about stuff. It's not, I mean, to me, I think, I think this is a case of, the, the cover did you wrong, dude. Like, like, you, you know, the, the, the cake was a lie. Like, it's not, it's not your fucking fault, dude. Like, that's not, I mean, you know, I mean, if, if, if there was any indication on the cover, right, that you would, you, you know what I mean? If there was any indication that the cake was a lie before you dug into it, I think we would have both been more hesitant to, to get deeper into this. But I think, I think by the time we started doing it, it, to, for, at least for me, I was just kind of like, oh, well, fuck, I might as well fucking, you know, finish this now, you know, like, like, I might as well hear the whole, the whole thing out or whatever, you know, but I was never, mm, for me, this is, this was not necessarily like, like super enjoyable. I tried to hang on to the nuggets of things that I thought could possibly be true, but also, you know, take everything with, with a grain of salt because it's definitely told from a certain point of view, which as, as you've well established, you know, is not in any sense. It's like, this is as dry as a historical 
accounting, but it's 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 far from objective. Like if anything, this is a love letter to to feminism and and women hating their reproductive organs or something. I don't know. Like like that's that that's that's what my takeaway was. Do you think Lepore realized the material was so dry and that's why her reading of this book is all Maybe. over the place? I mean I mean that that that's a tool, right? Like that's that could be that could be a way someone was directed uh-huh. to read. Like if she I mean I imagine she has no formal training, especially given your description of of her poor public speaking skills, right? Like so and I think even if you were trained, you and you were reading something that is uh, you know, as as the parlance might be, you know, if you're doing a a cat food dog food commercial, you know, which which you're not necessarily passionate about, but the trick is you you bring the passion to it anyway, regardless of what it is, right? Then I I think the answer to your question is absolutely, you know, like like somebody must have been saying, hey, uh, you got to spice this up a little bit and do this and that, like you know, and and, and that kind of thing. But I mean. I mean, I mean, I guess there's two different things to tackle. I think the the audiobook in and of itself uh, is lacking because it doesn't have any of the footnotes. It doesn't have any of the visual imagery to go along with it. So, so there's an element that you're losing unless you can somehow magically, unless you already know everything she's talking about. Which, if you were reading and listening to the book, my instinct is you would not know all those things. But if you did know all those things, you could put, you know, mental pictures to what she's talking about, right? But since I'm assuming 90% of the people reading that do not know what she's talking about, the audiobook, because of the way it's presented, because there are no footnotes or images, and because her reading is is just kind of annoying and off, it that aspect of this is a failure. Maybe the book itself you could be a little more forgiving of because at least it has the footnotes and the visual references and all that other stuff. But I still think it's, you know, the lack of objectivity is what kind of kills it for me. You know, like I I don't I don't feel like there is any um, objectivity. Well, even as someone who loves books like this is a slog. I mean, I've been like five or eight books into a series of books and you know maybe that far into it one of the books is like you know not living up to my expectations but i like struggle through it but man this is like the ultimate like okay just just five more hours of this book that's all i got it, left it, come on I can it did really it. feel like, like the, the lost years of audiobooks for me like that's 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 what it felt like <laughs> so all right, all right. Well, I, we we've we've tortured ourselves and whoever's listening to this fucking thing long enough. Um, if you have any comments, questions, I'm sure you have plenty of concerns. You can email them to fanholespodcast at gmail dot com. To check out more backlog of episodes of the Fanholes Podcast, you can go over to fanholespodcast dot blogspot dot com. I, I think we're actually going to be talking about other like actual Wonder Woman things for the rest of the month. So. So certainly keep listening for the rest of the month and check those out because we, we've got some other stuff that will actually be about Wonder Woman coming up. And uh, we're on Stitcher Radio. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Google Play, and uh, and we're on, like, uh, Twiddler, Twiddler. We're on Twiddler. We're on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, uh, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes and feedbacks and shares and retweets and all that good stuff. And until the next time, woo-woo, this is Derek eating all these fucking chocolates, getting fatter than a fucking house, signing off. And this is Justin signing off. Great era! The Secret History of Wonder Woman. This is the author, Jill Lepore. Fuck this shit! And it's like, one, you know, it's like, you know, some stuff you chuckle at, you know, because it's like, oh, look, this is so dated, like, chuckle, chuckle, uh-huh. or whatever, but like, I don't know. So sometimes I'm just kind of like Jesus Christ. Like, you expecting to believe all these guys, all these professors, or or, or fucking you know evil fucking uh, monster minds or whatever? You know, like I I don't know. Like, just it, it's like if anything, like you should be, you know, 
I don't know, like like if 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 all the bad guys are men, but at least Steve Trevor's there, right? And he's like the one good man, right? Like then you can be like, oh okay, like and and I don't, it's like who's supposed to be the one good man? Like like Marston? Like like I, I don't know about that, you know? Like like I mean maybe. I mean, he probably viewed him. He yeah, probably yeah. Viewed himself I mean, as I mean, it, one, right? I, I guess you could argue, like it seemed like Charles Gaines didn't seem like a bad person, like, and it seemed like Sheldon Meyer didn't seem like a terribly bad person. I mean, he probably talked shit about H.G. Peters pencils or something, but like, you know, and and then, and then there was the funny part where they're like, "Oh, take the old lady out to lunch." And, write her off you know or whatever you know it's like but it's like to me i'm kind of like yeah but they, you know i don't know the, at least the context i got out of it was they didn't ask for any of that shit they didn't ask for no wonder Woman bible you know it's like it's like that line where she's like and then robert kaniger did whatever the hell he wanted well yeah he was the fucking writer like i mean <laughs> jesus christ like what he's supposed to do? What you say? Because, because, because what? Because you're you, you, you're one of two wives. I mean, or whatever the fuck you are. Like what? <laughs> yeah. So like, I I like I know I zoned out during most of the seduction of the innocent stuff, but like I mean, oh that I I didn't talk about that. I'm so fucking tired of 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 fucking listening to that. Bullshit. I'm so tired. I know. Like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, I've so I've so had enough of that shit. I mean, are you kidding? Like, this guy was probably right. Comic books were a mistake. <laughs> fuck this shit. <laughs>